Welcome back to Mind Body Speech, where we talk all things related to our mind, body, and speech. My name is Cindy Knighton, and I am the owner and one of the speech language pathologists at Speech for Success. And today I am talking about one of my favorite new topics in our field of speech therapy, and that is mouth breathing. Even as I say mouth breathing, I'm hoping you're thinking about how you breathe and if you're breathing through your nose or through your mouth. And you're probably wondering why that matters and does it matter if we breathe through our mouth or our nose? Well, it does. And we're going to talk about how mouth breathing actually affects our children and us as adults. How I'm going to do that is I will share a case study with you today about a client that I have uh, who is a chronic mouth breather and how it has impacted his speech and language function. Before I jump into the case study, though, I'm just going to share a little bit of information from a very credible source, WebMD, um, and it talks about the impact of continuous mouth breathing and what it does to our face, our body, our sensory system. And so according to WebMD, over long periods of time, mouth breathing can lead to physical changes in children specifically, such as an elongated face, droopy eyes, dark spots underneath the eyes. You'll notice that if kids are just looking really tired, you'll see that. A very narrow nostrils, trouble closing their lips, or a very forward open bite. So going back a little bit, I'm going to talk about a case with a five-year-old boy that was referred for speech therapy. However, he was referred due to concerns of his language. So when you think about language, you don't really think about what does that have to do with breathing. Well, I'll tell you a little bit more about his history and we'll go into that. So this particular child was born full term. He was born with a very severe upper lip tie, which was revised and released uh, when he was about five months old. Up until that point, his mom was not able to breastfeed until it was released. Once that was resolved, he was able to eat more easily. But as he got older, his parents noticed that he was having trouble with following multi-step directions, forming sentences, even some grammatical errors, just mixing up different words or having trouble with labeling different items. So they brought him in for speech. At this point, he's five years old. And some of the first things I noticed that made me immediately jump to airway issues were the following. I noticed that he... His teeth were very, very short and very even, which tells me, actually, I'm kind of curious if anyone has any guesses what it could be, but I'm going to just tell you now, since you can't give me a response, he was teeth grinding. Usually when you see someone teeth grinding, it's because they're compensating for an airway issue, believe it or not. Their airway is obstructed, so they're grinding to open up more space to allow air in. So that was the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed was his mouth was always open like this. Even when he was playing, his mouth was always open. And then I would catch him clenching his jaw sometimes, but he'd still have his lips open at rest. Um, So I noticed that. And then we did an examination of his tonsils. And if you've ever tried, you should be able to see a little bit of your tonsils if you look in your mouth. And there's different levels. And he had what's called a grade three for how enlarged his tonsils were. So that tells me that, oh, okay, his airway is also blocked. He's not able to breathe well. And then I looked even further into his mouth and saw that he had a very, very high arched palate, which tells me his tongue is not resting where it needs to because his tongue should be shaping his palate. Overall, all I'm seeing here is that, okay, he's got a lot of issues going on here in his mouth. But then looking even further, I talked to parents about what his sleep is like. How's he doing with learning? He happens to be a very restless sleeper where he tosses and turns all night. He never seems to be well rested and he also snores almost every night, according to parents. 
And just so you know, just a fun fact, and I'd love for you to look this up, snoring is never normal. It's always something to look into. If you are thinking, ooh, I snore, that is not something you should be doing. Because if you're snoring, usually you're doing it with your mouth open. You can try to snore now with your nose and see if it works, but it shouldn't. It usually means you're breathing with your mouth open. So something to think about. So going back to that, so we talked about sleep. So this kiddo is having a hard time sleeping. And what I'm putting together now is that, okay, he's having trouble breathing at night, which goes into an issue with the body now being in fight or flight mode. If he's not getting adequate airway support, he is his body's automatically feeling unsafe, unable to get the air that he needs, which is causing issues sleeping which is, of course, going to impact his cognition over time, which is what leads me to believe what might be causing issues with his language and processing. Fast forwarding just a little bit more, because we could go talk all day about this particular case. The referrals I am going to be making for this family is, of course, we want to qualify him for speech therapy because of several things. One is we want to work on his tongue posture to see if we can get his tongue resting on the roof of his mouth rather than the bottom, because this is going to help close mouth posture so he's no longer mouth breathing and also force him to start breathing through his nose. By doing that, we're also going to calm down his nervous system and his whole body because his body's no longer in fight or flight mode when his tongue is resting where it needs to and he's breathing properly through his nose. Now, this is not something he's going to learn in a day. To retrain a breathing pattern will take a very, very, very long time. Depending on who you're working with, it could take a while. So we don't want to expect that to change just overnight. But in addition to that, I am going to be referring to him to an ear, nose, and throat doctor or ENT to look at his tonsils because we probably will need those to get removed if they've been enlarged for a significant period of time. And what that'll do is also open up his airways, which allows him to breathe more freely through his nose. We also want to look at his palate. So we're probably going to be referring him to an orthodontist to see if we can open up that palate a little bit more so his tongue can rest comfortably at the roof of his mouth. I didn't mention this before, but because he has poor resting tongue posture, I would be assessing to see if he has a tongue tie and possibly referring him to a pediatric dentist who specializes in tethered oral tissues, but also a dentist that's knowledgeable about airway. That's quite overwhelming. That's a lot of different referrals we are wanting to get this child. And of course, Your therapist should be walking you through this journey if they're making those referrals and have the sources of people for you to go to. So just going back to that, focus is going to be, again, just working on nasal breathing. And I'm going to give you some ways in which you can also work on that yourself when you're at home. Just to reassess everything, why do we want nasal breathing? Well, what it's going to do is support healthy growth and development for our kids and even help us as adults if that's something that we need help with. Now we've talked about why we don't want mouth breathing. Okay, so reassess here. We're going to go into the benefits and why the nose or nasal cavity is designed to be our primary source of breathing. The system of the upper airway, which includes the nose, of course, is for smelling, but it's also for filtering and moisturizing air and injecting something called this fancy word, nitric oxide into the air before it makes its way down to our tonsils, our adenoids, and into our lungs. So when this upper airway is functioning properly and we're breathing safely, adequately through our nose, our entire body is going to respond better. So when there's a dysfunction, the body is very negatively impacted. And by dysfunction, I mean, oh, I can't breathe through my nose because maybe I have allergies. Maybe I've been opening my mouth this whole time because I can't 
my tonsils are blocking my ability to breathe properly. So a term I recently heard uh, from this course I took about buteco breathing, it's a term called overbreathing. And this is when chronic mouth breathers also have a dysfunctional breathing pattern called overbreathing. So that's when you're breathing primarily from your chest rather than your diaphragm. So while you're listening, I want you to go ahead and take a, as deep a breath as you can from your mouth. Where did you feel that breath come from? Was it down in your diaphragm or your chest? I'm guessing you're going to say your chest because it's very, it's not really possible to get a diaphragmatic breath from your mouth. Now go ahead and do with your tongue resting on the roof of your mouth, take a breath with your nose. Where did you feel that breath come from? should be from your diaphragm, which is where we should be breathing from anyway. And what happened when you breathe through your nose is you filtered the air properly. It's going where it needs to with all the different anatomy in your body, and it's getting a healthy airflow. And it's also calming down your whole system. So when someone tells you to take a deep breath by going from your mouth, all it's doing is putting your body continuously in that fight or flight mode. Whereas when you're resting your tongue on the roof of your mouth, breathing through your nose, it's going to calm and regulate that nervous system. Just as a side note, with your tongue resting on the roof of your mouth, it's also centering your body a little bit more. And we'll go into that in a whole nother podcast. But just be aware when you're breathing through your nose, tongue should be on the spot, resting closer to the roof of your mouth. Negative side effects of mouth breathing, you're breathing improperly through your mouth, just that chest breathing, we see a much higher risk of high blood sugar levels, inflammation, diabetes, poor sleep quality, which we had already talked about with this kid earlier, chronic anxiety. I want everyone to just take a moment since it seems like so many of us are struggling with anxiety. Think about how that relates to how you're breathing. Depression and GI disorders such as acid reflux and bowel disorders. Just to Piggyback off of that, a lot of kids we get referred to for evaluations due to myofunctional issues or other speech issues, a lot of these kids are having toileting issues as well. And we correlate that a lot to having poor airway. So going back to how we help these children that are mouth breathing, as I said earlier, we need to figure out why they're mouth breathing. And again, that goes back to, is it tonsils? Is it a tongue tie? Is it allergies? Is it all of the above? Hopefully not, but it can be. Your closest friends for a, for a bit are going to be a, a really well-versed ENT, your speech therapist, pediatric dentist, and potentially orthodontist because they're going to be working on structure issues. Believe it or not, you can learn nasal breathing and you can learn it as an adult too. And it's as simple as for me, what I like to do is when I like to exercise. So when I'm running, I'm just thinking lips closed, tongue on the spot, only breathing through my nose, which isn't easy for me because I do have allergies. So I first have to make sure my nose is clear, that I'm properly taking care of myself before I can very easily nasal breathe. For kids, what a lot of times we'll have them do is we'll do something silly like jumping jacks and make sure, oh, our lips closed. Okay, breathe in through your nose. We go up, down, up, down. But we have to also make sure that that's a little bit of a higher level thing. So if you want to start, you can start just by being in a chair and having them even start by getting awareness of their nose. So have them do something silly like plug their nose just for a minute. Well, first have them take a deep breath in with their nose. Out. Plug your nose. For five seconds, breathe in, 
just to create some awareness. And then that one's not such a hard step for them to follow. There is one other thing you can try, and it's called myotape. And not everyone is on board with this, but some athletes even use it to where you put actual tape over your lips as you're playing tennis or basketball or something. And what that does is it forces you to breathe through your nose. Because as we learned earlier, when we're breathing through our nose, we're sustaining our system much, much better by putting the proper gases into our body and filtering the air properly. So athletes will actually use this as a strategy to help improve their breathing. You'll notice even with runners that they're going to be making sure they're breathing through their nose as they're going. They might breathe out through their mouth, but always should be breathing through their nose. Yeah, so that's just a few things to start with. You can try each strategy is going to differ per child. Um, what they'll tolerate. Again, before you start these nasal breathing exercises, just make sure you know why they aren't nasal breathing. Because if you try the exercises, but they have some obstruction, they're not going to have a lot of success until they figure out what the issue is. That completes my summary of this very fun topic for me of mouth breathing. So try to take care of yourself this week. If you notice your mouth breathing, see if you can start a few little exercises, even in your car. Take some time with your kids if you notice that's something they're doing and just make it fun for them. Do it during play or exercises, whatever is going to engage them to start building that habit a little bit more. And that's all we got for today. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell icon if you'd like notifications for further content.